The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show, uh, our show is about savings investments and your retirement. I've got Kevin Charles with me here today. Morning, Kevin. Good morning. I want to remind everybody if they want to get in on the show today, the number to call is 713-339-1070. We'd love to take your questions and see if we can come up with some answers for you. That's right. Feel free to give us a call. we got a lot to talk about here on the show. We're going to be talking about oil prices. A lot happening in the oil business right now. Uh, we're talking about a lot of things. Uh, a lot of things are happening all over the world, China, Greece. Uh, what's happening in the world today? We're going to be talking about 401k plans. Uh, the show is all about retirement and saving for retirement and managing uh, your assets for retirement. And, 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 and so I want to just remind people of, of our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively, which means simply put away as much money as you can and conservatively manage it. And in the world today, a very uncertain world, you have to be – you really have to kind of ramp down some of your, your uh, 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 invest you have to invest more conservatively in our opinion because the returns aren't as big and so you're not getting paid to take huge amounts of risk and and the asset valuations are very high overall so this is something you know that 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 we're dealing with around the world and uh it's you have to understand where the world's going and where it's changing to and sort of try to get a get ahead of that and and i wanted to uh Go over about oil prices. Houston, Texas, is the energy capital of the world, uh, and it really—I mean—we we dominate the world when it comes to energy overall. And everything from, you know, I saw a uh, a, a story from PetroChina. His, uh, I believe it was PetroChina, is moved moved their their offices to Houston, Texas, and how happy they were to be in Houston. They like dealing with with Houstonians. It, in the business, they understand the oil business, and they're very happy uh, to sit there and, and have operations in, in Houston. And and look, anyone in the world that does business with energy has got to somehow come through Houston, Texas. If you know, if they if the uh, the Iran deal goes through, you know, you're probably going to see Iranians trying to buy oil field equipment here, and, and because you really, you, you know, we we are the the main players in the world along these lines, and 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 so. We, we've had uh, this has been a complete roller coaster uh, with the uh, with oil prices here recently, and 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 it started out in June of last year, June July. Uh, the uh, oil prices were up around one hundred and six dollars a barrel, and then they they plunged down to forty forty one forty two fifty a barrel, and, and since then they've come back up. Uh, up they went up to sixty one fifty, and now they're back down. To fifty, uh, close to fifty dollars, fifty seventy three, uh, today. And a couple things happened. What was going on here? If you look at the big two things in oil, what caused the collapse in oil prices from one hundred and sixty dollars? We had a four years of oil prices trading about eighty five to to hundred and five hundred ten dollars a barrel. And what happened was the a couple things: the the massive production in the in the in the oil shale basins that changed the world, and the second thing in July, uh, 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 at the beginning of July, the dollar began a big move up, and other currencies around the world started falling, and that's what triggered. That was the trigger for oil prices to begin to, to decline, and, and that's what we've seen. And so, the combination of overproduction out of the shale basins, 
with the declining dollar was the trigger. And we wrote about it at the time that oil prices were coming down. We we, we wrote in September. We wrote, uh, I, I think we wrote in July even, uh, about oil prices were heading down. I didn't quite think they would go to $40. Uh, we, we, we were really thinking somewhere maybe $70 is $60, but they've gone materially lower than that. And, uh, and, uh, what what we done is 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 we wrote at the beginning of the year in our max out savings report that the economy was not going to be as good and this was very controversial because everyone said look oil prices are down from 100 to 50 dollars this is great for the economy things are going to boom and what we said no 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 people aren't looking at the economy anymore they're not looking at capital spending and they don't understand that the shale oil it was a, a game changer not just in production but in also in creating jobs in manufacturing. And it, 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 oil, uh, shale oil is, is a very capital-intensive, labor-intensive type of business, and this is what generated massive amounts of, of jobs in recovery over the last four or five years. Now, one of the things that I've noticed, and especially when the, the prices first dropped, is that a lot of people were like, yay, we get to pay $2 a gallon for gasoline now. We can save a whole lot of money. But they don't realize that that two dollars, that dollar or so that they're saving per gallon, is costing a lot of other problems for companies that are related to the oil well, business. Well, yeah, because ten years ago, what we saw was oil prices. Uh, uh, most of the oil was imported into the country, and we've had so much production come up into the United States that that the majority of the oil was now produced here. So when the price dropped. Uh, the money that was going into coffers overseas instead was going into companies here and, and people here and governments here, and so that dropped off. And then, and, and then, in addition, the massive amounts of of of, of capex capital spending uh, to, to develop that. And so we understood that, and we and we warned our listeners in the Max Out Savings Show and the people that are getting our free report. And if you're not on that free report list, how can they get that, Kevin? All they got to do is go to the website, and that is the Max Out Savings website, maxoutsavings.com. Fill in the two or three blanks there that says, I want to receive the newsletter, and it will be sent to you. We just had one came out Monday of last week, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about some of what's happening in Greece, what's mm-hmm. happening in China. A lot of us, when we talk about that later in the show. Uh, so anyway, so all prices dropped, uh, ma- uh, manufacturing dropped, and jobs dropped, and the economy slowed as we predicted. We What we wrote about in these reports and what we talked about in the show was, look, understand that that capex capital spending around the globe went from about 400 billion to over 8 or 900 billion for, for over a four, since 2008 or up to two, up to 2014 a massive 400 billion dollar increase or more in capital spending worldwide it was mostly because of higher oil prices and particularly it was the shale boom worldwide and so what other people weren't looking at this and so we warned it when we we told you that the economy is slowing that's what we've seen this year we had a negative uh, first quarter GDP growth. Now, the government's doing everything they can to make it look a little better, but even then they couldn't make it positive. And uh, the other thing that, that's happened is 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 that we've seen a, a slowdown because of this, just sort of as we talked about. So oil goes up to $60, and, then it, and it's looking pretty good, and then it drops back down. It, it, recently, it's dropped about $10 from $61.50 down to $50.78. What happened there? And what the situation is is – that's when we got hit by another slowdown in China. So uh, this is this is our thinking on oil prices. I I I go through these different presentations, these reports, earnings calls, and, and different things we do. We do a lot of work at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're, we're value investors in the stock and bond markets. We're always looking at stocks, and t- it's amazing how many presentations have two, three hundred wells they have to drill in this area, a thousand wells over here. 3,000 wells over there. It's just thousands of wells out there due to this shale that have to be drilled. And and so what what we're seeing is is this is why oil prices haven't bounced up as much as people thought. They looked at the depletion curves on shale and said, oh, well, price production is going to drop real quickly. What they didn't realize was these guys had to keep drilling. And the other thing they didn't realize is that, is that companies would drill their sweet spots out where the best production is and use the most efficient rigs to reduce the cost. So where a well two years ago might cost $8 million, it's costing $6 million or $5.5 million now. This has led to big savings, big efficiencies. The United States is the most innovative, the most efficient country in the world. Nobody can out-innovate us. Yeah, the Chinese are smarter than us, 
but they can't outthink us, and they're not as innovative as us. Yeah, they're really smart, but they don't know how to use their brains. That's what the people in the United States do. That's who we are. We're the most innovative people in the world. That's why we put a man on the moon. That's why we invented the telephone. That's why we invented the computer. That's why we changed the world. That's because that's what we do. That's why we're different. I want to remind folks you could call us at 713-339-1070. Maybe you've got a question about some stocks that you own in oil companies. And that that if alone brings a question to mind for me. Uh, if if I were to be wanting to invest right now, is this a good time to invest in oil companies with the prices down? And if so, where would you guide uh, the consumer well, to do that? You know, if the uh, what what we're looking at here is, and we've been doing some work in different areas of, of the market to to kind of get an idea of 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 what we're really <laughs> what we're really looking at here, and 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 a couple things that we've come up with is if you look at. Uh, if you look at the, uh, never mind. Okay, if if you look at, I want to just pull something up on my computer, which I got. Uh, at the different companies, there's two types of of oil companies out there right now. There's the production companies out there, and there's the refining companies out there. And the easiest way for me to sit there and explain this is is Phillips Petroleum and Conoco split into two different parts. There's Conoco Phillips, which is the oil business. And then there's Phillips 66, which is the refining business. And, and this, is, this is the key thing, is ConocoPhillips, it was his oil production business. The numbers for earnings were about uh, 2012, $5.37, 2013, $5.70, uh, $14,530, 2015, they're projected to earn $0.40, cents, and next year they're hoping to get $2.42. $2. So... When oil fell from a hundred to fifty dollars, it, uh, it knocked five dollars, or they they lost ninety percent of of their of their earnings uh, when this happened. Now let's take a look at Phillips uh, sixty six. This is the refining business. This is the refining the marketing business. Uh, this is the gas station, the refinery. Uh, it's called the downstream. The 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 Conoco is the upstream. The downstream business there in two thousand. Uh, at twelve eight dollars, two thousand thirteen five dollars and some change, almost six dollars. Two thousand fourteen six sixty two, two thousand fifteen six forty five, two thousand seventeen seven ten. Their earnings haven't dropped. Why is that? Because the the, the the spreads on refining are still pretty good. So the refiners and the marketers are making money in this decline. The producers, the uh, the Conoco Phillips. Uh, the, the Marathons, the Anadarkos, the Apaches, they're not making the money. Their earnings have dropped off quite a bit. Now, this gets to the integrated companies, which is your Chevrons, your Exxons, your Royal Dutch Shells, your BPs. To give you an example on that, let's run through that real quick. Let's look at, uh, let me see here, uh, at Ex- Exxon. Exxon is was $8, $7, Seven sixty in two thousand fourteen, four forty one in in fifteen, and then five dollars in sixteen. So not much of a drop there. So you're not seeing the big drop in those companies. Chevron, uh, you know, it's thirteen, eleven, ten, and then four, and then it's jumping back up to six. So the guys that have the marketing, refined and marketing, they're able to hold their earnings. So the integrated companies are probably the better values in this market right now, depending on. And what oil price is going to do? I will tell you this: this drop from fifth, from sixty to fifty is kind of a shock to a lot of people out there. A lot of people really thought oil was going to stabilize at sixty, start moving to seventy to eighty. It wasn't happening. There's still overproduction out there. And the other big thing out there on the horizon is Iran. It, and if this deal goes through, and we're not a big fan of it because I'm convinced this is going to start a nuclear arms race. If you look at the production. In 2010 and 13, Iran was producing about 3.6 to uh, 3.8 million barrels of oil. Recently, it was cut to about 2.7 million. They lost over a, a, a million barrels, million and a half barrels, depending on how you look at it, in production due to the sanctions. They're going to ramp that back up again. And, and the base case says that they're says they're going to at least pick up a half a million barrels or more. I think it's going to be close to a million barrels, which is more more production on an oversupplied market, which means oil prices are going to probably stay reasonably low for a while. And I don't think you're looking back up to 80 to to $100 a month. This is a big story for Houston, Texas. Right. Once again, you're listening to the Max Out Savings Advisors Show. And the number to call, 
1070. If you want to get in on the conversation, we've been talking about oil prices and the effect, especially here in Houston, and whether or not you should buy oil stocks right now and which companies you should aim at, and you say the, the integrated companies is yeah, the thing. I, you know, I, I think that's probably the better valuations out there now. Okay. And, and, and you know, that, that's what you're looking at. The, the, the oil companies, they've got good, good dividends in a lot of these companies right now, and I still think you want to stick with the cash-rich companies. That's what we do a lot of, of value work in, like, the, more of the cash-rich companies, lower-debt-level companies, because the oil business is, is a high-cost business. I think uh, we've got a, a break coming up. We'll be right back. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's solid advice from Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and he shares it with you every Saturday when the Max Out Savings Show airs at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Ted's method calculates risk as well as return to actively manage your investments in today's changing markets. Max Out Savings Advisors uses a finely tuned value analysis strategy designed to manage and mitigate risk to prepare and escort you through retirement. Listen to the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Hi, this is Sam Malone for Universal Home Experts. When your AC goes down, you want it fixed fast. Call Universal Home Experts today. They'll be there today. Call Universal Home Experts, 713-863-8564. The second you have a problem, they'll be there that day. All work, 100% guaranteed. Universal Home Experts, the AC company you call when you want it fixed today. Call 713-863-8564 online. UniversalHomeExperts.com. A rabbi, a priest, and a pastor on a radio show. No, it's not a joke. It's a show of faith. Heard every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Listen each week as Rabbi Stuart Federow, Reverend David Capes, and Father Mario Arroyo violate the laws of social graces intentionally, discussing both politics and religion. Call in and join the discussion. A show of faith. Good-hearted interfaith communication Sundays at 7 p.m. on AM 1070. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. If you got any questions or comments, Kevin, what's that number? Again, you can call 713-339-1070. If you can't get to us on the phone today, you can also go to the Max Out Savings website, maxoutsavings.com. You know, I, I, we've been talking about oil prices. Oil prices were 60 they They've fallen back about $10 in, in the last week or two. That's caused a little bit of concern out there. Uh, it, we're talking. And Houston is the energy capital of the world. And, and I wanted. I, I saw a thing in the China Daily paper, uh, and it was it was the uh, the president of PetroChina in U.S. Uh, uh, Mr. Li, and and he, he they moved their operations. PetroChina is the big Chinese oil company, and it's sort of like an Exxon of China. And the one of the comments he made is is he said we've moved our, our, our US operation headquarters to Houston from New Jersey in two thousand thirteen. And in Mr. Lee, Houston has, has lived up to its reputation as the oil capital of the world. In Houston we can readily find whatever talents we need. Our potential partners are mostly in Houston. Our social environment here is very conducive to business and we get help from all all around in the community. I find Southern people warm, practical, and efficient when it comes to a business partnership. Uh, very, very complimentary. I mean, yeah, very uh, present comments. I mean, I in in and this is why Houston is such a boomtown. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in energy, you've got to come through Houston, and Houston's a great place to do business. I, you know, I don't. I want to be a homer for Houston, but I, I think it's important for people to understand is Texas has generated the lion's share of the jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, California has put in. Uh, 
cap, uh, carbon cap, carbon trade. So if if you wanna if you wanna you're gonna have to buy carbon credits out there. You know nobody would. They have no water in California. Mm-mm. They have a ridiculous business environment. Who wants to do business in California? This is why people are moving from California to Texas because they want jobs. And 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 this is you know this goes back to the to to. To, to the politics, we're going to be talking some more about Greece. Look, Greece's problem isn't they went, they're spending a bunch of money and they like to run up debt. Greece's problem is it's a socialist country that elected a communist in Cyprus, and the whole business climate went to hell and collapsed over mm-hmm. there. And, and, and if you put in – let me tell you something. It's, it's the people, but the people can't do anything. Unless they have a system of government in place, a system of ideas in a free market, a low regulation, democracy type of climate that we have. And, and, and Texas, is, it, Texas is an absolute juggernaut in the world today on, on this subject. And, 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 it, and it's because two things. It's the people in Texas, and we provide an environment. You know, Chinese are very smart people. Russians are very smart people. They didn't do a damn thing until they converted over to more of a free market system. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, it's, it, and this is what we're fighting for is the free market. Bernie Sanders is running around, you know, collecting eight, ten thousand 10,000 people in his little socialist, uh, you know, what is it, uh, dream uh, bus tour or whatever the heck it is. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that believe in socialism, particularly Democrats. And, uh, and, and, and socialism is a road to ruin. You know, it's the road to serfdom, mm-hmm. and, 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 and capitalism is in, te- in Texas epitomizes that. But, but back to this. So oil prices are down. We're still making money in Houston. Uh, there's good values in the oil stocks. And one thing is there's good dividends. In, in, and one of the problems in the world today where we have a 2.3% uh, 10-year bond, it's very hard to find good quality uh Income. I mean, this is the, the, the it, with your CDs, you're getting zero on your money. With your, with your, uh, you know, with, with in, in, even high yield doesn't yield that much. And so there's some good value in the oil sector. And this is what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, uh, and, and again, to, to, in case you just missed the, the first segment, is what we found is is that uh, there's two parts to the oil com- oil businesses upstream which is you know the, the pump jacks where you're pumping the oil out of the ground you're drilling for wells and then the downstream which is your refining marketing separation business that's a really good business and it's very profitable now the the upstream guys are struggling so two two parts of the business to just understand that uh ted you, you mentioned just at the start of this segment just a moment ago we were talking about china and it has been a very unstable markets in china for the last several weeks has that improved at all over the last week or so since we talked last about them, or is it is it still on the way down? Oh, it's improved. Yeah, but uh, at what price? And and that's that's something. <clears throat> in China, look, China is we've we've written a lot about China. Mm-hmm. China is has been a huge boom, and uh, it it but it, it's just gotten a little bit worse. It and. The problem is, is they have a real estate bubble, and now they have a stock bubble. Tell you what, we got a call from Randy coming in. Let's take a call from Randy. Hey, Randy, how you doing? Uh, pretty good, Ted. How are you? Doing well today. Yeah, good. Uh, hey, what you been saying about the oil company stocks? But uh, I've been looking at oil company bonds like uh, Continental, Superior, Neighbors, Weatherford, things like that, and uh, they. They've been showing up on my bond screeners. They look like their prices are kind of low. What do you think about don't cut me bonds? Is uh, I've been now on my stock screener. I've been seeing Chevron and Shell and things like that. But uh, I did I did invest in a little bit when the, when uh, when when all prices bottomed out and down in the forties. I bought the the all company stocks when they went up to. Oh, 55 or 60 installed out, and then they start going back down. I sold them, so I don't own them now. But I still own bonds in these companies. What do you think about that? You know, I, I like I like the bonds. I, I really do, particularly in kind of the the, the the Chevron, the Exxon bonds are pretty expensive. But when you get on the level underneath of those, some of the ones you mentioned, those get a little bit more interesting. Uh, you got to look at each one, and you want to at least see that they're sort of make close to making money in this environment. And then the bonds, the bonds are you're getting some pretty good yields in the bond oil company bonds right now because a lot of people are spooked and they've sold down those bonds. Uh, if inflation comes back, 
rates will go up some, but if inflation comes back, that means oil prices will go up. It means the bonds will be stronger, and it'll well, kind they, of balance out. Yeah, yeah. They, they, well, the, the values of these bonds have held in there pretty good and, and uh, really haven't taken any hit at them so far. I mean, unless, of course, the prices go down, it begins to hurt the cash flow of these companies. I could, but, but really I'm not... I'm I'm kind of in the drillers and 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 service companies and things like that. Not not really the uh, the big integrateds like the Chevrons or Shell or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, those bonds are expensive. Now, I think if you want income, I, I I think your Chevrons, your Shells, and your Exxon's and those bigger companies, the the stocks provide good income, but the bonds you're just not getting much. Yeah, I, I like the idea. We're out. Look, we're out of the most of the the energy market right now for our clients. Uh, I think I have some little placeholder of a cut, literally a couple shares for of, of one of them in my accounts. Uh, we're going to buy that one back back up, but uh, but we're starting to look pretty hard at some of these companies now, and I think there's starting to be some value coming in. Uh, the thing you have to watch for when you're looking at those bonds, Randy, take a look and see what the hedge position. If it's an oil company, how much hedging? Do they have all the hedging? Does it fall off in 2016 where they're making money now? The hedges fall off in 2016 and they're losing money. That's the one thing I would, uh, you know, take a look at. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of regarding oil prices as the same as uh, Nat Gas. In other words, five years ago, six years ago, Nat Gas uh, prices were substantially higher until they started fracking and created a big bubble. And, and uh, so that whenever there's a... Uh, uh, the depletion in the storage, then they just drill more, you know, fracking wells, and they just put more net gas out there. I think oil might be looking at the same thing now. It just started, like you said, about a, you know, a year or two ago, and, and uh, now I think it's starting to act like net gas. I think these prices may stay down like this for quite a while. That's very smart. I, look, I think that's that that's kind of my concern. And and I look, I think people are underestimating what the Iranians can can produce. Uh, they, they've got just massive fields over there, and, and so what you have to do is get the guys that can make money at these lower prices. You'll be okay. Yeah. Do you have any feeling for the state of Texas finances? In other words, uh, uh, we depend a lot on, on oil and gas royalties and fees like that. Is is this uh, fall off in the oil prices going to affect our state budget here? Uh, I think it'll affect it some. I think we're in good shape overall. Uh, if my most recent max out saving report, I, I sent out a report that showed Texas has one of the lowest debt levels. That's not Houston has problems with their pensions. We, we're going to have some problems here in the next couple of years in the pen, with the pensions. Well, I don't see how we're going to stop that. I don't. I don't, I don't see any Ronald Reagan's running for mayor here in the city of Houston. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Ted, thanks a lot. I'm good talking to you. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate it. 713-339-1070 is the number to call if you want to get in on the show. I believe we have another caller on hold as we speak. Jim. Jim. How you doing, Ted? Great. You had a question for us. Yeah. Do you know anything about a Houston, small Houston producer? They produce strictly offshore. They're called Energy 21, EXXI, on the NASDAQ. They, their stock has gone like from 32 down to 2. They they got themselves into some real debt issues, the debt problem. They bought a company out last year. Right then, the oil price collapsed on them, and they're really struggling. Do you know anything? I've heard anything. I'm hoping that someone will come in and buy them out before they go bankrupt, and I'll hang up and listen. Okay, thanks. You know, that's a good question. Uh, that's a speculative stock, and the key is, is uh, Jim hit the nail on the head, is can they stabilize the debt? They, they're in some good wells out in the Gulf, and they've got some big discoveries out there, uh, particularly in some of the deeper stuff. But uh, the, the they they have too much debt, and so that's going to be the key: is is can they get uh, the the debt levels taken care of in the company? It's actually trying to pull it up here. Yeah, actually, that's it right there. There it goes. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's settled back down again. I, I it looks to me like they're going to have to restructure their debt. If I had to just guess, and so I'd be a little bit careful with it here. Uh, uh, I, I think you want to get get with the companies that at least have a little bit better chance of of of, of restructuring their debt. Uh, I think any restructuring is probably going to take an equity infusion, which is going to dilute the stock, or uh, some type of debt thing, which which could be dilutive as well. So I, I, I'd kind of avoid it for now. But they've got some good properties, really good properties in the Gulf, and that's the positive. If you have a question or comment, you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine. 1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. China, uh, you know, we're talking about China here. Uh, well, Gavin, the, 
look, the Chinese market's gone up for two weeks in a row, which is mm-hmm. good news. Mm-hmm. But what did, what did they do? A, a couple things. They eased the Chinese. You've got to love the Chinese. When they see a problem, they just – in a way, they're almost a little like Americans used to be, where they, they will go in there and do whatever it takes to get the problem solved. And it, they eased the margin requirements. They suspended trading in, in stocks. There's still 20, over 20 percent of the, of the stocks in the, in the Chinese markets that are suspended from trading. They, they're cutting interest rates. They basically restricted IPOs, which is initial public offerings, which means there are no new public offerings coming into the market. Uh, the, the Chinese security uh, regulation, the China Securities Finance Company, was in, they've, they've gotten about $338 billion, of, of which $200 billion was lent by Chinese banks to help margin lending. They, they, they were given lines uh, – security companies were giving lines of credits to buy stocks. Companies were encouraged to buy uh, buy their own stock and stock buyback programs. And I, I love this one. No executive sales for six months. So if, you know, if you're the executive, you're not getting out of this one, <laughs> and which, which – uh, so they're, they're, they, they you know, took the hammer to the situation. The only problem is is they're trying to basically – they're trying to subvert the free market system, and, and, and that is kind of a problem. And so you don't really know the valuations of the Chinese market because you don't know how much of this is being held up. Near term, it probably moves higher just because they're flooding the, 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 the market with money. The problem is is we looked at the, at, the, at the margin debt levels. The margin debt levels, a percentage of free trading stock, was about four times what it was at the height of, of, the, of, the, of the booms in the United States in 2008. Massive barring on margin over there, and the Chinese really didn't understand that. And, and so, what's happened is, is the Chinese market went up about a hundred and fifty percent since July of of last year. Over the last year, and it plunged thirty six percent. And that's when the Chinese panicked and launched this operation. So, people really don't know what the valuation of assets are. I think China's coming in for a hard landing, and I think this is it's going to take some time. Let's see if we can get a call in from Brian here at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. Hey, uh, Ted, I'm just trying to connect the dots. I mean, earlier in the show today, we had a, a nice bit of fluff from uh, the Chinese uh, oil company president saying good things about Houston, but also <laughs> kind of reminds us that they're back in our backyard again. And then and then you just laid out a situation where, you know, you said, listen, they, they, you got to hand it to them for taking action. But I'm going back a few weeks when we were talking, saying, you know, these this country and their business practices are not to be trusted. And uh, I just uh, is, is any of that change, or are these overtures saying that you know maybe you just said they're in for a hard landing? You know, do we still need to keep our guard up? Do we need to do we need to mirror what they're doing? What what can we learn from? Uh, from China, and what do we need to be on our guard about? Yeah, I, no, I, I think that's a good point. Look, the Chinese, they're, they're good people to do business with, actually. The problem is, is has been this hacking thing, which has mm-hmm. just badly discredited China. And, and, and by the way, I think China's only starting to really understand how their hacking that they were doing is starting to really affect people's perception of China around the world. And, and when they hacked in and stole a bunch of, of information about us, uh, in our, it, the, the secret government information for the, uh, for the security clearances, that was a bridge too far. And, and so they, they made a mistake. China has economic problems. Okay, and, and so this is good. Now, China desperately wants oil, and so they're gonna, they want to come here. They want to be doing business with us in Texas because they know we're the best in the world at it. So this is good here for us, and, and, and we're getting into China, and, China and, and oil companies in Texas are doing business with, you know, you see a lot of deals where so-and-so is drilling a well off of Brazil or Africa. Uh, Exxon owns 40 percent, China Petroleum uh, PetroChina owns 10% or what. So that, I think, the oil part of it's really working pretty nicely. The hacking stuff has become a real threat, and that has badly, badly damaged China. I, I think much. I think that's damaged China much, much worse than anyone really understands. Wow. Okay. Thanks for the insight. Thank you. Appreciate the call. The, and now, now, China, the economy in China is slowing down. They've had massive economic boom. Their economy is the... the Capital expenditures have been about 50% plus of their economy. That has rarely happened in the history of the world that high. In the United States, our capital spending is about 17% of the economy, and that's coming apart. Now, I think we got a quick call here from Chuck. Chuck, you had a question for us. Yeah, Ted, uh, 
you know, we had big plans for LNG for Europe. Europe was really in a bind for energy, and especially with all the uh, things that Russia was doing, jerking things around. With this Iran deal, there's going to be a flood of oil available to Europe. How's that going to affect all these major LNG ports and facilities that we've been building, you know, here on the Gulf Coast? Yeah, Chuck, Chuck that is a great question. Uh Look, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Iran has massive energy, particularly gas. The, 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 I think it's the South Pars Fields, I believe, is one of the biggest in the world. I think I, think I saw $350 trillion, a trillion uh, uh, MMCF of gas, which is massive. If you get a, a one TCF field, one trillion, that's a big-time field. They have $350 trillion. And, and so... That's going to put more LNG in the market. And my concern to some extent, my one concern about some of the bigger companies is the LNG pricing starts dropping and, and hurts some of the profitability of some of those deals. And, and, and personally, I think Iran is going, to, is going to ramp up quicker than people think. Uh, I think we, we really had big plans for LNG. We've been really putting a lot of money in it and a lot of hope in, in worldwide LNG markets, and especially Texas. You know, this Gulf Coast, uh, we were really counting on major LNG exports. Yeah, no, I, I think that's it. I think I don't think they're going to be as profitable just because it's not just Iran, but they're finding gas all over the place out there. I think for, for the low gas prices, our real edge, in my opinion, is is two things. We're able to turn that gas into electricity very cheaply. Uh, so we have some of the lowest electricity rates in the world. And then we have massive chemical operations all up and down the Gulf Coast, which are hugely profitable with these low natural gas prices. I think that's a more cost-efficient, job-efficient way to use our natural gas in, 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 in the United States. Well, the one thing that I have decided that this administration is going to do is, number one, anything that benefits Russia in the long term and anything that hurts Texas in the long term, you can bet that this administration will pursue those ends. You know, I, I tell you what, I had a good call, Chuck. Thanks. I got to tell you, I had a senator on the show a while back. Uh, I think it was Senator Cornyn, and, and he made the comment. He says he made the comment. He said that he said that well, this this president certainly seems to have it in for the state of Texas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good call. Thanks a lot, Chuck. We're coming up here in a quick break. If you got a question or comment, give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. By the way, if you're not on our free Max Out Savings Report. Go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and sign up. for. We write a lot about these different things in the report. We have a lot of stuff to help you with retirement, to save for retirement. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and sign up for that free report. Or if you need some help with, with, with your our IRA rollover, we manage money. We can help you. You can sign up for an appointment. We'll be right back. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. KKHT has partnered with First Christian Academy in Parentland to offer half-price tuition for pre-K, kindergarten, primary, secondary, and high school students. First Christian Academy is a private, non-denominational school that teaches that the Bible is the guidebook for our lives. First Christian Academy offers small classes with no more than 15 students per class. That means your child will have a teacher with the time and focus to teach them instead of just push them through a grade. For a limited time, you can buy tuition for pre-K through high school at First Christian Academy for half price. The offer is exclusive to KKHT and vouchers are limited. For more information, go to KKHT.com and click on the half-price tuition banner on the homepage. First Christian Academy Pearland and KKHT, offering discount tuition for the coming 2015-2016 school year. Check out the deals at the half-price tuition banner on KKHT.com today. Did you know that Houston Gun Shop offers new and used guns at rock-bottom prices? Right now they have AR-15 starting at $549 and AK starting at $629. They're the best-kept secret in Houston with wholesale prices to the public. They have tons of ammo and accessories like optics, night vision, mags, plus an on-site gunsmith, $20 transfer fees, discounts for military and law enforcement, and they even offer layaway. 
At Houston Gun Shop, there's no limit on ammo. Call or stop by today. Houston Gun Shop, off 1960 in Atascacita, 832-445-4391. By the time Monday morning rolls around, it's time to get back to work and to get informed, too. So start your day with Bill Bennett's Morning in America at 5 o'clock. I'm Chuck Tiller, and I'll ease you into the workday with a good oldie for you around 520. And some great conversation with Bill Bennett and his guests bringing you up to date over the events of the weekend. Then at 705, the Sam Malone Morning Show. Bill Bennett's Morning in America. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Sam Malone at 7 on AM 1070. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioca. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. At the break, some people asked if uh, what what is LNG, and the yeah. LNG is liquefied natural gas, and that's when they put in big plant that we have big plants that are off of the Sabine Pass, I believe, Freeport, some on the East Coast, where they, where they pipe the natural gas in, they super cool it down, and it liquefies, and they put it on a ship and sail it and sell it to Europe or Japan or Asia. And so there's some of the, a number of these plants are going in now, mm-hmm. and you know some of them uh, were originally designed to import the LNG when we had a shortage of gas, and now with with the fracking, it's completely changed the game. We have some of the lowest natural gas prices in the world, and between fracking and particularly the Marcellus uh, Utica, there's a massive amount of gas that's all coming down, and, and so uh, that's the story there. I want to remind folks, 713-339-1070 is the number if you want to call, if you've got a question. We're going to be talking about 401ks, and this is one of those things that my ears perk up every time you do it, because I think this is the probably the the common man's easiest way to start saving for his his retirement, right? Yeah, th- no, that's, that's exactly right. And, you know, I, I was talking about this on the Sam Malone show this week, uh, the, the the 401k plans and this is what most people have in their plan it, 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 if if you're in government or a teacher it's 403b or 457 in government it, it, and what it is it's the plan that you can put away money into and there's a match and and, and the 401k plans here's some of the numbers you can put away up to $18,000 per year into your 401k plan and, and now if you're over 50 you can put away up to $24,000, and, the, co- and, and, and the, the employer can match up to 25% compensation up to $52,000 a year, which is just massive uh, for, for savings. This allows you to put away big savings. So let's say you put away $18,000 a year, and let's say they match half of it, which is $9,000, which is, means you put away $27,000 a year. Okay, that means in addition, so you have $27,000 that you've moved into your 401k plan. Now, you've just gotten a $27,000 tax deduction, and there's not a lot of tax deductions. I've been in this business long enough. People forget there was all types of great tax deductions. There was movie deals. Uh, We used to do leveraged treasury bonds where you would literally buy $10 million worth of treasury bonds at the end of the year and then sell them at the beginning of the year, and, and you could write off, you, you, you could de- depreciate the coupon and you move the income into the next year. And, and by the way, that was when $10 million was $10 million. This was a long, that's like 25 or $30 million today. And we would do these deals, and, then, and there'd be real estate deals. You put down $50,000 and you get $200,000 worth of deductions. It, I mean, it was great. Uh, that stuff is all gone. There is very there's few deductions out there. So, the, the the easiest deduction out there is the 401k plan, where you get the you get the money, you put it in the plan, and you get the deduction. So it's a <laughs> you're getting a tax deduction, and you're putting away money for retirement. Our philosophy at at the firm is you want in in, in the max out savings show is we want to put away ten percent of the money, plus you want you you want to get the company match. Uh, at a minimum, that should be sort of your target. That gets you up to around 13%. A lot of the research in retirement planning says if you put away 13%, you're going to have plenty of money to retire. I remember just not too long ago, we talked about here on the Max Out Savings Show, uh, common mistakes. And you had a list of common mistakes that people make, uh, such as not taking, uh, not putting enough in there to get that company match. That's one of the biggest ones, I guess, where you leave money on the table virtually. Well, yeah, and some people don't even. And look, uh, I talked to someone the other day, and like Ted, I don't have that much money. We can barely, uh, barely afford what we have. And I said, look, put away at least enough to get the company match. 
So even if it's if if they match the first three percent, a hundred percent, put away three percent. They match it a hundred percent. You have six percent, and this is free money. And, and it, it and this is the easiest way. And the reason why I just really pound the table so much on this is because. What we do at Max Out Savings Advisors is we help people when they retire. They come to us, and then we move the 401k plan in what's called an IRA rollover over to us, and then we manage it using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets. So we'll get you set up, and but but first they have to sit there and put away the money. And so we see how average people are able to save a million dollars, a million and a half dollars or more. And, and the, you know, bigger the executives are saving four or five million dollars. But we, we see how people are able to do it. And this is why we really want to help people out and, and, and get them on this path to saving money, because I, I'm convinced it's going to it's going to make a difference in, in their life. And and, and so we've written a report on this, by the way. And if, if if you will email me and say, Ted, please send me a copy of the common 401k mistakes. We'll put that in. We'll put you, sign you up for the free report. We're not going to call you. We're not going to bother you. It's a free report. It's confidential. And we send it out once a month. Uh, Talking about everything from the collapse of the of the investment banks in 2007, when people thought we were completely crazy, but it happened, to common 401k mistakes, to tax changes, to uh, what's happening in Greece. And this stuff is all in the report. So just go to the website and sign up and ask for the common 401k mistakes. But some of the other ones is, it, we've talked a lot about this, is having too much company stock in your plan. Uh People put, you know, they'll have they have a company, and this really hurt a lot of people with Enron. They had huge amounts of Enron stock. Uh, you know, you got to have to sort of judge. I mean, we 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 have a lot of clients come in from Exxon, and you know, we don't want to. They made a lot of money with their Exxon stock, but that's a rock solid company. And I, I'm more in the camp of uh, some people say no more than five percent. I don't mind. 10, 15% or even a little more in the plan if it's a growing company. You know, if you're going to sit there and bet on the company and bet your future, if maybe you get a big hit out of it, then then take a shot with it. But don't don't have, you know, 30, 40, 50% company stock. This is Houston, Texas. What were we just talk about? The energy capital world. Everyone knows oil company. And so if they've got a bunch of, if they've got 20% of their stock in Exxon, for instance, and and the old company guys are pretty good about this because they have some restrictions, particularly the higher up guys. But you know, and then you've got another ten percent in Anadarko or uh, Schlumberger or things like that, and maybe you've got some small com- oil company. You might have thirty, thirty-five, forty percent, and not even realize it in your plan. So understand, you don't want to overweight your four hundred one k plan. Uh, so this is, I mean, take advantage of that 401k plan. And, and by the way, a couple things we're noticing, some trends out there. We're seeing more and more of these companies turning their, their plans over to, to to everyone from Fidelity to smaller firms. And a lot of these guys, if you leave the company, you're best off getting your getting your stuff out of there because a lot of these a lot of these firms, you're not even dealing with the company anymore, and they really don't give – you know, damn who you are. It's not like you, well, I work for the company for 25 years. They're a clerk over at Fidelity or somewhere that's just trying to get you to keep the money there and invest in the Fidelity mutual funds. They don't have your best interest in mind. And and these people are just basically phone clerks that are doing their job. And and this is your retirement savings. And, And so it's changed from what used to be the company watching out for you this, as this stuff has, has been farmed out. So uh, one of the advice I'd give people is when you leave the company, get your money out of there. It's not like it used to be in the old days. That was what I was just actually I'm looking at the list here that you put out in one of the Max Out Savings newsletters back in April. And I'm looking at this going, I'm not supposed to leave my money in there. That's one of those things that I didn't really think about. Yeah, you're really not. It, and I've changed. I used to not I'd be somewhat agnostic on it. If you're happy, leave it. But more and more, the stuff is being farmed out. And it's, it's, it's a little different. Let's see, we got a call coming in from uh, Gail. I think, Gail. Gail, you had a question for us. Yes. Hello, Ted. I love Hi. your show. Oh, thank you. I, um, I'm the investment broker in the family. And okay. We have, we have a 401k with my company. And, of course, I've got investments with two other companies, just in case one of them turns out to be a made offer someone else. So on the 401 and even on our investments, we took a hit last month. I have a major in arts. I have nothing in finance. Should I just let everything go and ride? 
Look, the market sold off quite a bit. Uh, what you do is take a look at, 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 at your plan and really understand what – how much risk do you have? And if you're all in the stock market, and we're seeing a lot of people coming to our office with 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 really much more risk in the market than they realize, and they'll be in a large cap portfolio, a small cap, an international fund, and then uh, and then uh, you know maybe some. One of the uh, uh, person came in, we, they had a, uh, over ten percent in junk bonds, and and it starts being a very risky portfolio with virtually no cash. In this market, I would have a little higher levels of cash. And so I, I, I wouldn't worry too much, but if you're concerned now, keep in mind the market's barely off highs in here. You know, now's the time to raise some cash and put some on the sidelines so, you can, so your investments are at a little more comfort level. All right. Okay. Does that help? Thanks. It does. Thank you so very much. Thanks, Gail. And a couple things to look at is, remember, uh, look at uh, cash le- Cash is a good way to reduce risk in short-term bonds. Those tend to be very stable. Short-term bonds. Great. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Appreciate it, Gail. All right. 713-339-1070. We're almost out of time here today. Talking about 401k plans. What about someone who is working for themselves? They're self-employed. What I mean, you're, you've got a four hundred one k plan? It's through your employer. You don't have that that option. Then you want to do a self uh, a SEP IRA. Okay, a SEP. And, and SEP IRA you can put away uh, up to twenty five percent of your income or, or uh, fifty two thousand dollars. SEP meaning self employed. Yeah, yeah, self employed okay. IRA, and okay. that that'll get you there. And, and typically, it's best to take it out each time. A lot of people try to wait to the end of the year, and then they'll have the money. By the way, the SEP IRA you can put away money into the next year before tax. Okay. Before you do taxes, it's kind of like an IRA, a good way to go. Good but coming coming up here in the end of the show, uh, if you need some help with retirement, if you're leaving, if you're leaving, you're retiring, uh, you'd like to roll over your IRA, your four hundred one k, we can help you out at Max Out Savings Advisors. We'll do that for you. We work with TD Ameritrade, uh, and they hold the assets, and then we we manage it for you. So if you need some help. Uh, I'll be happy to sit down and help and show you what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. And uh, just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for an appointment. And I'll sit down with you, and we'll go over your financial situation and see how you're set for retirement. Uh, so if you need some help, go to the website. And also, sign up for that free newsletter. we got a lot of great stuff in there. It comes out about mo- once a month talking about all types, everything from the environment to savings to uh, what's happening in Greece. It's all in the report. It's all free. We do a lot of stuff to help out the listeners of the Max Out Savings Show. So, you know, get on the list. Become part of the team. Remember, it's maxoutsavings.com. Thanks a lot for listening to the show today. And remember our motto. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. And, and, oh, by the way, our offices are here in Houston, Texas. We're not some national franchise company. We're local here in Houston, Texas. Stand in the gallery, and I'll be happy to meet with you. We'll see you next week. Thank you. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.